There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. New Toyota showrooms now open in Glasgow and Hamilton. Let's go! Well, we spoke about these two last night on the programme and despite that, they're here. It's Peter <laughs> Grant and Barry Ferguson. Barry, welcome back. You were down south for some football last night. Good to be here and look forward to the weekend. And uh, Player of the Year. We started it on Monday. I see everyone now is talking about who it's going to be. Peter is with us as well. Peter Grant, you can speak to Peter and to Barry. 0808 17 17 700. And the headline this afternoon is from Celtic that Cameron Carter-Vickers, he seems to be in line for surgery, Peter, after the Rangers game a week on Sunday, 11 days away. Um, it doesn't want to miss that one. That's the news coming out. See, it's on Record Sport this afternoon. Well, you're just hopeful the way they're talking of Celtic win in the semi-final against Rangers that it's not that bad because it gives them an opportunity then to have him ready for the final if they get there because that's five weeks later. Yep. So you're thinking that's something not too serious because that's I'm sure that's the respect they're shown to the tournament and obviously Carter Vickers, you know what football players are like. You always want to win trophies, you always want to win medals, but you want to be playing in them. Not part of a team, you want to be playing in them and I'm sure he'd be desperate if Celtic get through the semi-final to be playing in the final. Barry, he's such a big part of the Celtic success a juggernaut this season. Yeah, he's been rock solid at the back, no doubt about it. He's a, a massive player for, for Celtic. But in saying that, I thought, I thought Kobayashi came in and, and played his part on in, in Sunday. Um, I thought he, he did pretty well. But listen, any team will, will miss the, the quality uh, that Carter Vickers brings to the, the, the Celtic team. There's no doubt about it. I said before, I thought the first six months when he came up, I wasn't too sure. But to be fair to him, he's grew into be, uh, for me, one of Celtic's most important players. Some of the other headlines today, James Sands, we touched on it last night. He's claimed that Scottish football didn't challenge him enough. He said, going up against the league's best players is something I get here in the MLS that I didn't really get in Scotland. Um, so it's a nice change that he's, he's saying. Uh, Those guys will get the better of me sometimes, but it's all about learning. I'm still a young player, which he is, and I'm trying to improve. So those are night shifts I really look forward to. So Barry, what do you make of that? James Sands came on long-term loan, but went back early. I don't like people saying things like that. Listen, I always stick up for the Scottish game. Look, I know the quality's not the best at times um, but listen I don't think James Sand um, covered himself in glory I, I, I don't think he was a main player for, for Rangers when he came over um, listen he done well when he came in and I know he's a central midfielder and he had to play at centre back at times and he, he, he done a job but I, I don't like seeing that when players leave it's a bit of bad blood for me there's no need to you should yeah. just say listen things happen in football he's moved back to the MLS he's happy and enjoyed his time at Rangers. So when I see players who leave clubs have a wee pop at them, I don't really like it, if I'm being honest. Is he in the quicksand there, Peter? What do you think of his comments? Must probably the winner's medals is weighing him down, you know what I mean? So, um, no, disappointed because, as you say, we were praiseworthy of him in certain games here in Europe uh, when he played. Um, but I'm always very much against that. It's like the old one when he used to go down south 
they used to say that this guy wouldn't do it Brian McClure proved it Henrik Larson proved it Frank McAvenny Mo John you name them all that's went down Charlie Nicholas name every one that's went down for here and done really well in England when they said they couldn't do the business down there I never seen him outstanding he wasn't Franz Beckenbauer he was a young player learning his trade and I always think it's to throw stones when you're away from it it's very difficult and obviously Michael Beale never seen anything in him to push out the boat to try and keep him because I'm sure if Rangers would have wanted to keep him and they pushed the boat out for him I'm sure he'd have been desperate to stay at Rangers and the man 10 yards away from you did alright in England as well didn't he Absolutely. in fact we talked about that with Kenny Miller last night and Mark Guidi at Blackburn Rovers when they were at the top of their game I was only talking about goal scorers I actually yeah, sure. because that I was the hardest was. people say it's yeah. the hardest thing Barry yeah. I know but good sure. Barry was yeah. I mean, he, he played the other side in the yeah. cup final won the cup final and whatever but so many Scottish players went down there and were outstanding you know and listen let me tell you you go down and you speak to the managers even at this modern day they love Scottish players in their squads they love it Fight. in their teams yep. they've got everything determination but they know the standard believe it or not the biggest thing is the standard of training that they, they create really because yeah. of the attitude to it I don't know if it's the way they were brought up as youngsters, especially in our time, they were brought up as youngsters that the training was so competitive and they loved that in the training ground and they felt they never got that and they all, that's why a lot of them, when you speak to them even, and fortunate enough I was down there for that long time that you get to know certain guys and you were talking to them, why did you do this and why did you do this? Brian Clough used to say to Nigel, look around at the Scottish boys, Nigel signed, he said that he would go at the end of the moon with a Scottish player, you know what I mean, because of the determination, the guts and the quality they had. So, Many guys have proved it time and time again, but this, the one thing, Barry's 100% right, people going away and throwing stones back at it, I think is wrong. What do you think, uh, Rangers fans, what about James Sands, or is it worth talking about? He's gone now, hasn't it's, he? He's so, gone for yeah. a fair bit of criticism, but I actually admit, I think I was in the studio with, mm. with Granty, and we spoke about him, mm. actually was complimentary, because mm. he was playing out of position, I thought he did all right. In big games as well, wasn't he? he was yeah, throwing I, in I, Europe. I remember yeah. the one, the, the PSV one. Away from home, yeah, was that, but I thought he was brilliant. I thought he was excellent. I thought he was excellent. He was using the ball for the back, and Rangers had a fantastic result. And I thought he, he was, was our most important. I thought sure. he was our most important player that that night. Yeah, but I, I just don't like it when they go away and then they they, they, they have a go. Not just at Rangers, but the Scottish game. Listen, it's a tough place to come. I've seen many a players come up here from European leagues, from the English Premier League, and struggle because uh, it's a physical game. And if you're not on it you'll have a hard time and James Sands had a hard time of it but I thought at times he, he did um, okay for Rangers but I just don't like to see that I like them just to say listen thanks very much enjoyed my 18 month or so it's not worked out I'm going back to the MLS to try and kick start my career you know the voices it's the Go Radio Football Show with Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant and some of your calls coming in 08 08 17 17 700 when you talk about big players that didn't work out for are we talking Joey Barton who says he wants to manage in Scotland he could take on Hibs I thought Lee Johnson was still there which he is Hearts or Aberdeen maybe talk about that in the next couple of hours um, for Celtic fans I see the respected journalist Fabrizio Romano he says today Matt O'Reilly understood to be very happy at Celtic even after a few Premier League and Bundesliga clubs have shown serious interest in him so if that's to be believed and he's really respected journalist we know who he is uh, Peter you know him well Matt O'Reilly what do you feel? But since they were young kids when they were at Fulham Matt and I used to get mentioned with teams abroad because they try and pick them off when they're young as you seen that with Jaden Sands showing all yeah. these guys so that was always happening around about Fulham you can see it's happened with the young midfielders at Liverpool and that now they all went away very young uh, Harvey oh I can't remember Harvey's second name now 
Harvey Elliott. Harvey yeah. Elliott. Yeah. yeah. So Harvey and that, all, Fulham at that particular yeah. time. So they're always handpicking these players. How did they get them to give them houses abroad and stuff? Or well, can we not well, say? Well, well, exactly. Well, <laughs> that's, that's the yeah. problem you got, Paul, because it's yeah. cheaper for them to go abroad. Right. Obviously, yeah. you know you can get them cheaper. It costs you next to nothing for them. Back here, I think it's a minimum of two hundred and fifty thousand pounds for training fees and all that at a certain age, between a certain age uh, bracket. But the likes of Matt, I think the Matt's got to continue to do is exactly what he's done so far. Yeah and can improve and keep doing well in the Champions League and all these things keep playing well for Celtic as I keep saying there's so many clubs how Rangers and Celtic support base wise and what you're playing under you don't get that everywhere you know going and playing the Bundesliga you know great Bayern Munich whatever that's Dortmund fantastic I understand that the playing in Germany looking at it, being to games in Germany supporting watching games is fantastic but he's a wonderful player and I keep saying it we want Rangers players Celtic players Aberdeen players Dundee United players we want to make it talked about all these clubs because yeah. it means then the Scottish game's getting stronger that means we've got players that people are looking at and it means that their quality's going off so long may that continue I, I like him um, left pegger you, they always look more elegant I think <laughs> the left, left peggers listen he had a, a brilliant first season I think he's formed dipped um, this season but he's found himself back in the team and he's seen his quality at the weekend yeah. um, but I, I think it'd be better for him to stay um, at Celtic and make sure he, he nails down a, a slot in there because the three um, before the injury started to happen was McGregor, Moy and Hitati which was really strong and he struggled to get in there but no he is he's been a a real find again League 1 MK Dons again he was another player yeah. that nobody knew much about granted he obviously worked with him when he was younger at, at Fulham and seen his qualities but yeah, you've seen that on Sunday. I mean, two uh, real good yeah. finishes. Um, and he's a, he has a good player, let's be honest. I did say to Peter in the office beforehand, he, he's back, isn't he? And you said he was never away, really. Yeah, yeah. and I get what you, you're absolutely right. Yeah, and I think that's what it is. You know, I mean, I spoke and I tried to put it in the context, really. Yeah. It was like talking about strikers, isn't he? And they'll say about strikers, oh, he's no scored in five games. And I'll think, well, he's come on as a sub quite a lot. And you take it down to the five games, you break it down, he's probably played two games if you talk about the minutes, you know? And it's the same with Matt. Matt was moved about in position even in the Champions League and played in a position that I wasn't so sure he'd be able to handle at that level in the respect to that. And a couple of times he was caught out because Callum's, Callum does it fantastically well with the experiences again. But Matt done it exceptionally well. Then he was getting moved about. And then you've got to remember, really since he came up here, he was continually playing every single game. And I told you that was his biggest thing, was making sure he continued to play. But he's done not bad having the amount of assists he's had and the, the yeah. goals he's got, you know. And as you say, they talk about the assists they've got, but the through balls he's done and maybe missed opportunities as well. Yeah. And I've been at quite a lot of games, so I see them. So I, I, I'm not, well, I'm one of these guys I'd rather say he's never been away. It's just the wee things are coming off, you know, you're getting your extra goal, you're getting your extra chance when somebody's putting that chance away. I think the problem he had, because he was that good last season, it's like any footballer, you do go through dips and for him. Um, and he was maybe slightly off it but you don't lose it you, you can see he's still a, a very good football player and, and that was uh, proven in, in Sunday against Kilmarnock Who's going to be the player of the year? What do you think? At home or at work at college at uni on the way home whatever give us a call 0808 17 17 700 Barry kicked it off on Monday night we began to speak about who we think it would be and different clubs as well you know if you're watching St Mirren you maybe say Mark O'Hara or whoever it is um, if you're at Motherwell it's uh, probably Kevin Van Veen but uh, who do you think at Rangers who would it be it won't be Yanis Hadji because we haven't seen much of him but you see the news today Barry again speculation it's this time of year Celta Vigo are keen on a move for Yanis Hadji they think they could get him for £3 million 
That's um, look the the problem Hadji's had is he's had a, a cruciate ligament injury. We know how serious that is. He he was out for just under um, twelve months. Um, he's been in and out since he's come back. Signed a new contract, and I think that's the reason why he did sign a new contract that Rangers could get um, a decent uh, fee for him. Um, just need to wait and see because Rangers do need to. That's a model that they, they work with. They do want to sign players up in contracts, and if player, if sorry teams come in and they show a real willingness to, to sign them and, and put the money on the table, I think Rangers would consider doing a deal. He is a good player, I really like Hadji. What do you like about him? He's different from the, the other midfielders. Mm. Uh, technically, he's really good. Um, he can drift left or right. He can play in various positions, which also um, I like. So I always say don't expect too much from this season. I think the most important thing was he get back, he plays a few minutes, he goes away and rests for a few weeks, has a full pre-season and then he's ready to go um, next season. But who knows if we'll be here, if, if Celta Vigo come in and, and put a decent offer on the table, I'm sure Rangers might look at it. You've just got to be careful you don't end up like a Chelsea. Chelsea have got a lot of players that play in that sort of number 10 you know, role and are the wide of that midfield three, higher three. You know, How many have they got? 10 of them. You think it, yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Well, you look at yeah. Kent now, if you're still going to be there. You've got Todd Cantwell can play there, mm. you know, so you, who else? Tillman can play there, mm. you know, so you've got all these guys in there, so what are you really looking for? You know, and that's trying to balance yeah. that squad and, and Brad is right, he may be one of the only guys you can sell mm. that's got a value yeah. to him, mm. you know, and you maybe say, well, I've got to get that value, I've got to get Morelos' wages plus Hadji's wages plus the, the sell-on we get for him or whatever and put that together and we maybe get that number nine that Barry's talking about or whatever yeah. you know and that's the way you've got to manage it and oh, that's the way football clubs have got to do it what's more important to you so if you've got too many in the one area of the field something's got to give Did you play against his dad? No thank no, God No you didn't Barry it was before <laughs> your time No I played against him But did you? Yeah oh, I played sorry, against yeah. him when I was at Galatasaray Tell us I think yeah. it was 2001 Right. He was just coming at the end of his career. Still, still Thank a great player. Yeah, because he was. <laughs> George, yeah. He couldn't move as quick as he. Uh, obviously, he was yeah. in his his mid twenties. But um, yeah, I well, played against him. Uh, Galatasaray. Oh, you remember right? I remember we played Barcelona in a friendly. You did, yeah. So you were played against. And I think he was yeah. playing at the time. Right. I we'll think he could be playing that at Celtic Park. We played him in a friendly because mm -hmm. the reason I remember it was two weeks before my testimonial. I thought Fergus had killed me because oh, we played <laughs> Barcelona. <laughs> But um, he could have been yeah. involved in that because some of his, I definitely know some of his teammates were. 0808 08, 17 17 700. Who's going to be your player of the year? Who would you vote for? Uh, what about Aberdeen? Do you feel, I wonder if they've got a case here. So Graham Shinney, until two weeks ago, had never been sent off in his career. Two Reds in less than two weeks, and Aberdeen appealed it the other day, um, but they've made it a four match ban. Barry, what do you feel about Graham Shinney out for I four games? I had my say on it I, I honestly I think it looks worse because yep. you obviously put it in a still picture and obviously when he wins the ball he follows through um, but I, I look at the reaction of the other player he rolled about for five seconds back up and he was he was fine I don't think I'll be honest with you I wouldn't give it as a red card I didn't see it as a red card but the, the SFA have said this was a frivolous appeal by Aberdeen Football Club I think they had every right to appeal what do you know about the game? That's what you'd say in a way. Wouldn't I'm, I'm not saying that to you. either of you. This is where. Why don't they speak to? I mean, I watched the game. I was watching the game live, um, and when the, the tackle went in, I, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I thought, right, fine. It was a strong challenge. Yeah, don't get sure. me wrong. He's been, and he's a fully committed player, Graham mm. Shinney. 
Um, but there's a lot of committed players up here. And in, in real time, I thought, nothing of it. When it gets slowed down, well, obviously you've got the pictures in the sky, it looks a lot worse. And yep, he does catch him on the shin, no doubt about it. But I don't think he's went in to hurt the player. I think he's went in generally with a tough challenge to win the ball. And that's the way I've seen it. And I don't think it was a, a sending off. Could have a huge effect for Aberdeen who are on such a winning run. But Peter, what do you feel about it? I thought it? it was a red. Yeah, okay. I did. I thought, yeah. it, I thought it was a red. Not because of the way things used to be, but because of the way it is nowadays. It's seemingly, if you show your studs, that's the argument they're going to come back to and say, anyone that goes in and shows their studs, that is a red card. So the thing I've got a problem with is Graham Shinney pulls out, if you notice it, even, even on the still. He's done the tackle. He's continuing across the ground, which you do because his force is coming that way. And he's continued to slide with his foot up. He's tried to drag his foot out. And anybody that knows Graham Shinney, he's not that type of player. Yeah. You know, you've been to question. There are certain guys you would say, 100%, he's making sure he's getting man and ball here. You know, but he's not that type of guy. I'd still give him the, the, the suspension, which is due, but I would never add it to it. Say, listen, I understand why he's have come in here. This is the reason why we say that as a red card, this is why it's the rules now, because the studs are showing and it's on your shin, but we're not going to add two extra games to it. You know, get your two games, whatever yeah. it may be, yeah. and then let's go on with it. To add another one or two games to it, ridiculous. It's more than harsh, it's but arrogant. You, but that's what I'm it? saying, but you can't, yeah. surely you've got to be able to ask a question. Yeah. That's what you're asking. You're asking the question, could you have a look at it again? And then if they come back with a reasonable excuse, and I'm giving you the excuse because I've asked the question, because it happened to a couple of other boys at times, and they were saying, well, I said, what's he supposed to do? Hmm? He can't stop. Yeah, you can't just suddenly yeah, stop the momentum. Yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah. I can't stop him there. You know, it's like the, the Carter Vickers one we spoke about a couple of weeks ago. I seen one the exact same on Saturday. The boy wasn't even spoken to. The one that Johan gets sent off, well, the second yellow, and he gets sent off at Celtic Park. I seen one exactly the same on Saturday, and there wasn't even a question, but even big O's. You yeah. know, with a mm -hmm. high foot. Mm -hmm. And the referee was right, he gives a yellow card, fine. But that was because it's a high boot. Yeah. Carter Vickers' head was down head on it when you hand on it. So you, all of a sudden you think, is that the rules? You know? And that's what I'm saying. The problem is, is the rules if you're seemingly showing your studs mm -hmm. and you can't you, get away with you're it. You're going to end up players saying, right, there's a 50 50, I'm going to win it. I'm, 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 Absolutely. Not, yeah. I'm not going in there because mm -hmm. I'm going to get sent off. Because if it doesn't, I'm sure Barry Robson would have went through Graham oh. Shinney for <laughs> not being committed to sure. winning the ball. And then if Graham yeah. Shinney thinks, well, I'm not going in in case I get sent off again, what happens if the Ross County player goes through, slips a ball through, yep. bang, goal? I, I just think he's he's um, he's went into to win the ball. I don't think at any stage he's been into hurt the opponent. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And if you come third, as we know, in the Shin Cinch Premiership. <laughs> the Shinny Premiership. <laughs> I thought it was a Shinny Premiership. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Quick, uh, you get five to six million pounds. So for Aberdeen Football Club, who've got a good chance of coming third, yeah, mm -hmm. they've now lost their captain. He's um, a driving force. Yeah. He has. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, and if you look at Aberdeen, he's got that experience. He's been there before. He's went down to England, done pretty well at Derby, went to Wigan, it never really worked out uh, for him. But he's a big player for Barry Robson. I can see the reason why Aberdeen have appealed, but to get an extra game on it, I know you get three games because you get sent off, I think, a couple of weeks before yeah, that, yeah. but to add a game on, um, it's basically season's over. Here's a new statement just in from the PFA, and uh, I'm going to tell you exactly what that is straight after... Uh, the break and the traffic. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kenneth Head Road, Darnley. Let's go! Paul Cooney here with Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant. 0808 17 17 700. Or you can join the conversation. Who are your players of the year? Or your player of the year? Give us 
uh, call or come on the socials at Go Football Show. Just before the break, we were talking about Graham Shinney and the extra game added to his band. So that means he misses four games, a vital part. Of the, he'll just be back for the last two games of the season, by which case, yeah, they could be third, but they could fall down the top six. This just in from the... Professional Footballers Association, they say it's pretty strong stuff. Um, PFA Scotland has always been deeply concerned about the discretionary power of the judicial panel to add a further game ban to the player's suspension. They say it's incumbent on any governing body to ensure that everyone has access to natural justice. We feel the aim of this rule and the appeal fee a club or the player must pay is to discourage players from actually appealing. This is, of course, very wrong and offends fairness and natural justice. Nevertheless, the Scottish FA may get its wish. Many of our members, that's the players in Scotland, have lost faith in the system. That's quite strong. Players losing faith in the system. Whatever the opinion of the incident, it's exactly that. A matter of opinion. It's not a question of fact. And we've got two former international players here with a different view of that incident the other day. On that basis, Graham, this is the statement says, Graham Shinney should be perfectly entitled to appeal without the threat of an extra suspension. How a panel can deem the appeal to be frivolous is worrying. That was a crazy word to use, frivolous in my opinion. Back to the statement, we support Aberdeen's request to urgently review the appeal with a new panel. The decision has meant Graham has lost his place for four games with financial implications, a stain on his excellent reputation as a professional and possibly his place in the team longer term. Finally, it's been suggested the introduction of VAR would see no need for the appeals process. We consider that the recent evidence shows the opposite is true. We call for the Scottish FA to take urgent action to remove the option to add an extra game from its rules. Respect the player's right to appeal and review the process. Strong stuff, Peter. I agree 100% in the respect of that you have to have that right to appeal for one reason. If you're going to ask a question why, and that's all you're asking really, could you explain it to us? But then you've got, when you're in at the clubs, Barry will tell you, you have to do it within a specific, I think it's a Tuesday or something, if it happens on the Saturday, it has to be in by the Tuesday, the appeal has to be in. If you phone someone up prior to and say, listen, could you explain that to us? Mm -hmm. They won't explain it to you. Right. If you want to do it, you need to appeal. If you appeal and you lose it, exactly what's happened, you get games added on. So what they're really telling you is, are you willing to take that chance to lose that player for an extra game? You know, it can be vital for you in the top six to win the league, cup finals, whatever. I know it probably the cup doesn't count, obviously, the league uh, process, but it takes away everything that we talk about. We ask referees to come out and speak after games, you know, why they made this decision. But they don't. They don't. So, uh, what allowed. you're trying to say is, so you can get a wrong decision, but we're not allowed to ask you. Yeah. And you're not allowed to tell us unless we put an appeal in. And see if we put an appeal in and you don't agree with it, you're just going to give us an extra game so we don't appeal again. You know what I mean? And that's the way it becomes and that just cannot be right. Yeah, clubs are going to be scared to appeal now because of the extra game. But I, I think it's a a brilliant statement for the PFA. Fair play to Fraser and the, the, the yep. team over there. Um, and the players, the, the player has a right to appeal. Um, so, yep, we'll see. That'll be interesting to see what happens in the, the coming days. And there is one final thing has just come in with it. So that final uh, paragraph was, we call on the SFA to take urgent action to remove the option to add the extra game. They say, finally, we also call upon current players in Scotland and the PFA to be consulted properly on all matters relating to VAR. So I'm now wearing a sort of SFA hat. Is that practical that players would be consulted on all matters relating to VAR? But Barry, you've always said players or former players should be involved in this process trying to 
shine light on what might have happened in an incident. Yeah, yeah, and, and listen, I, I get criticised for it in some quarters, um, but I, I think um, maybe a, an ex-footballer, I'm not saying they should make the decision, but if they're in the VAR room, the, the VAR referee can ask the opinion of the, the player because mm. I, I think there's get, we're getting so many decisions wrong. I think if we want to try and help the referees or help VAR since it's come in, because let's be honest with you, since it's come in, it's been an absolute shambles. I was one of the ones that was wanting it to come in. Now, I wish it wasn't here because it's just causing so many issues and, and problems. Um, but if we want, we're obviously going to go forward with it. Let's try and help. Let's try and get ex-professional. I'm sure they would give up their time, no problem, to go and um, help the, the VAR officials and help our game. Peter, final point on it? Well, you know, I thought my thought process, yeah. isn't it, for eight before it. it come up? Yeah, of course. I, I said to you, if it was for goal line technology, mm -hmm. 100%, I've no problem with that. But everything else is a disaster. Maybe we've got three referees that can't get it right instead of one. And I think that's unfair because it's 10... Even if the referee got it wrong on the pitch and they made the wrong decision, at least it was only one of them. You know what I mean? Now all of a sudden you're getting three guys kind of make the right decision. And, uh, and everybody feels under that pressure. You know, and I can understand that. And we talked about it, the Celtic Rangers game, you see what happened after that. You know, and that was the problem always seen up here. You know, and it, there's no getting away from it. But not only here, England's complaining massively about it yeah. now. Mm -hmm. They're going mad on it now. Um, because it's wasting games it's wasting celebrations it's wasting that connection with the supporters all these things that we said would be a problem uh, are all coming to head now and there's there's no way around about it because it's here financially because that's why it's here look at look at the Brighton game was it Brighton Tottenham yep. oh, uh, Nigga, how oh, bad yeah. was yeah. that I mean how bad it was, was so that? unfair uh, to course, Brighton oh unbelievable was it three four uh, four and I think three of them were wrong Wrong, wrong calls. But he and said it, sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but exactly. Paul, I get relegated with Aloha. My goalkeeper gets sent off, never touched the player. We're winning 1 0. The goalkeeper gets sent off, never, I can tell him all in years, he's never touched him. Scored a penalty, my goalkeeper gets sent off. I'm trying to make a substitution, then he stop it, be it 1 1, because we're still staying up in that period, and we go to another game, which we won. You know, our goalkeeper gets sent off, I'm making a substitution, we go 2 1 down before I can get the substitution on. So within 60 seconds, the game, the game swung right in its head. So all you get is an apology. Oh, sorry. That means nothing. Look at Brighton. They could do Brighton, who have been unbelievable. Oh, mm. Say it done them out of Europe this year. How much money does that make to them? You know? But they get it wrong so often when you're watching VAR. And that's why I'm saying people say, oh, it's here to stay. Really? Has it done it? Has it made the game better? Absolutely not. Can we go back, Barry? I know we talk about it. I would it, go so, back. Would you? Yeah. Pause it. I think that yeah. they'll get you're, you're going to get criticised either way if you keep it or if you get rid of it. But for me, I don't think it's made their game any better up here. It's made it worse. You see so many situations uh, within the game. Let the referees just go and do their job and referee the game. They're going to make mistakes because they're only human. No doubt about it. But I don't think VAR's helping the referees. I well, think you, you, yeah. Brady made a point there, right? So we got, used to go to the games, didn't we? You would, Barry Ferguson yeah. was excellent day, yeah. whatever. So all of a sudden, Derek's talking about O getting sent off because VAR should have noticed it or whatever the hell, yep. you know. So at the end of the day, we're talking about VAR instead of... That's right, yeah. Well, what about the movement of Kyoga? Marcel played really well, even though he was playing up on his own mm. in a difficult yeah. game, he played really well. But we're talking about players. Yeah. Now, every single game, mm. it's the referee and VAR that's getting all the headlines. Every single game, 
you know, whatever it is. And that's what we need to get away from. We need to let's get back talking about the football on the pitch and the players on the pitch because these are the stars, not the refereeing VAR. It's actually putting the referees under more Absolutely, pressure. Absolutely, 100%. Than they were before. Who's going to be the cup semi-final referee? When I heard yesterday it was Nick Walsh, but that was for the Rangers game this weekend and I see John Beaton's got the Celtic game this weekend. So does well, that mean it's neither well, of them? Yeah, I don't think it, it can be. If they're... Refereeing, I don't think it works. If the refereeing the week before, I don't think they get the the game the following week. So yeah. I think you mentioned the name that you Wally think Cole. will be he'll be the cup semi final, the the Rangers Celtic Cup semi final referee. You reckon? Yep. I may be wrong, but it sure. looks like mm. that way. Peter, yeah, I don't see it. Only in Glasgow do you speculate. <laughs> What's that? No, I know. I, but that's yeah. exactly what I mean. And I feel for these guys. Yeah. Yeah, I really do. I mean, as I say, I've berated referees and all myself, and no. I, I, absolutely, you know. So I know, and I, even when we played, but they used to tell you where to get to. Yes, you know. What yeah. I mean, so when you refereed against yeah. us, and that was a respect Heading you had for us. Glasgow Cross, absolutely. they were saying you that way. Via <laughs> Bridge and Cross on the way, <laughs> absolutely. But they would right. speak to you the way that you spoke to them. Yeah. You know, so there was a even after the game, you got them shake their hand. No matter what, goodbye, they're different. Now you've got a frustration in amongst you. But the biggest thing for these guys is if they make a wrong call, and we've said it in the Celtic Rangers game. It, whenever it happens if they make a wrong call it's not just them it's their family and that's got to live with that's why I said at the start of the season where are they going to be on the moon because that's where you need to be to get away from it the criticism that comes along with it and that's that's, that's totally unfair who, who would want to refer to the absolutely. Game weekend? Yeah. absolutely you do feel we for the after what happened yeah. to Kevin Clancy which was absolute bang out of order um, so it'll be interesting to see who who gets the semi-final um, between Rangers and Celtic that word frivolous I think will prove to be a mistake by the SFA whoever said that that wasn't a frivolous appeal by Aberdeen not at all and I think they were really measured they were considered and I think they made a big mistake this has unleashed something here from the PFA more power to them they should say that this is against natural justice I don't think you can do this in 2023 but football as we know can be very arrogant you know the world body FIFA UEFA whatever and goes all the way down to the SFA uh, the governing bodies they've got a kind of fiefdom of their own that's football this will be interesting well I, I think it was a disrespectful word to use yeah. in that respect you can turn back and say listen we've looked at it again yeah. disagree disagree yeah. with you let's move on this is what we feel mm. and that's why it gets extra game because but they know that's in the rules fine but don't be sarcastic that's the way it comes across disrespectful and I know they'll probably come and say oh we didn't mean it that way but yeah. listen that's the way it came Graham Shinney didn't mean to get put in a, 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 um, an appeal sure. to get an extra game <laughs> the <laughs> exact same way ridiculous rule but if you lose your appeal, <laughs> you get an extra game. That's so, you, that's so they're right. Yeah. So you don't put uh -huh. it in. Because then, is, do you know what you do, Paul? And I've done it. Mm -hmm. As a manager, you look at it and think, well, if I put an appeal in, he's going to miss that game as well. Mm, I can't put the appeal in. Right. Sure. Yeah. Because he's you going to miss that the one. games that yeah, you yeah, really no need. Yeah. yeah. Which is not right because yeah. the players yeah. get the right to go and appeal and so the club. And I think Aberdeen had the right to go and do that. I'm sure they looked at it a number of times. Um, there's a split decision. If you, you, you listen to a lot of people watching the game, some were saying it was a sender off, some yeah. said it wasn't. We've well, said it in here, but yeah. yeah. you've said sure. it as, uh, isn't, and I'm saying it is because of the rules. And I know what the rules are supposed to be. So we, we know that. Um, that's the reason. But listen, both of us respect that if Aberdeen came and said to you, Barry, why do you think, what do you think there, Barry? Listen, this is the reason you got the, 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 the red card. Mm -hmm. Okay? Right, no problem. Thanks very much let's move on we don't agree with you let's move on but he's got two games he's still got his suspension coming That you'd, you'd have to accept it then but see every challenge see when you put it in a still and you slow it down every challenge looks worse guilty my lord but, yeah, let, let's yeah. remember it's a physical game but now I, I think you're going to have players thinking 
if there's a 50-50 challenge, mm. I'm not sure if I'm going to go in for that. And that's what you don't want. Well, listen, you've had managers losing their job. And what's the first thing the fans are all saying? The team's no competitive. Yeah. They don't care. They don't put the tackles in. He's lost the dressing Aye, room and all that. They're not yep, tackling. Sure. You know, so what are we expecting now? Yeah. So Good you point. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happens. It's uh, 5.38. Any managerial casualties today? Because, I mean, so we talked about it Monday night when the news came in. Well, it came in about yeah, Callum Davidson. Walsall manager. Yeah, indeed. Right, we got down there. Yeah, Walsall manager went today. Yeah. Uh, he, had, he had a great time at Newport. Right. And then he's went to Walsall and he's sitting 11th, I think, on the table. Wow, he's out. Something like that. And he's out. Stranar manager the other Stranar. night as well. Callum Davidson. We'll maybe talk about <laughs> that during the programme. I know. It's, it's me. Crazy. Exactly. <laughs> Peter Grant. It's, it's, yeah. it's crazy. Um, Call 0808 17 17 700. You're looking for a manager. Exactly. <laughs> you can speak with Peter Grant. Get that live on the radio, Barry. That would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. To call in and see what the deal is. Would you be the agent? You can uh, reverse Negotiate the, it. Yeah. <laughs> you work together. But at, it's, uh, it's, right. it's a crazy job. You're seeing it guys um, lose a few games um, and losing their job, which... Uh, what what happened to managers getting it, getting jobs and building and having a, a plan, mm-hmm. a three to a five year plan? Listen, during that plan, it might go off the rails a wee bit, but stick with them. But I think just the pressures, I think boards, the panic. listen to social media, yeah. listen to press, mm-hmm. us on the radio, sure. and then they just pull the plug, which what? which I, I feel, I mean, looking at Callum, there, there's how many points are they? Um, from the, the bottom, is it six mm-hmm. or seven? I think he started yeah. the season well this year, didn't he? Yeah, he did. start the season but well. I, I still think they're only one win away for staying up. Of course, yeah. of course. You know, yeah. and that, that's right. the way it becomes, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the way it becomes. Listen, no matter what they do, St. Johnson, and the respect of what Callum done last year, and I know people say don't look back, but winning the two cup competitions is phenomenal. Oh, I know, sure. Uh, but not only that, think of the players he lost after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that that's the thing as well. I think three or four of that team who are mainstays and Rooney was probably the top goal scorer scored in the semi-finals finals as well I, you know? I just think yeah. Callum deserved at least to the end of the season and I do believe he would have kept him up and then you go to like Hearts like Robbie yeah. in a bad run mm. no doubt about it Robbie would admit that yourself um, I think the reason why he got sacked was because they didn't have a chance he finished in third place and then you hear Stephen Naismith saying well, it's not about it's finishing exactly. in third sure. but I thought that was the reason mm-hmm. Robbie Nielsen get let go by hearts we're going to take a quick break we'll continue this and we're going on the lines I want to find out who you think is your player of the year on the line next The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors book your service MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk Let's go Lots of calls coming in 0808 17 17 700 <laughs> Peter Grant Paul Cooney and Barry Ferguson and on the line now from Garthamlock it's Sean big Rangers fan Hi Sean Hi there, guys. How's all doing? How's doing, Barry? And how's doing, Peter? Hi, how Sean. You doing, Paul? How are you doing, Sean? I'm good, Sean. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'm brand new, my friend. Good, 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 good. You're brand Enjoying new. the That's sunshine, the most exactly. Yep. Yeah, as long as Sean's brand new. Yep. Thank, thanks, Sean. <laughs> great, great to hear you. Next caller is. <laughs> no, Sean. What's in your mind? Hey, right, see, see the hang about managers, right? Not lasting their job, right? Let's be honest. We're all football fans, right? See if Rangers go four games defeat. Celtic go four games to see. We want the manager sacked. It doesn't matter. That's just the way life is. Right, but we'll go, we'll go uh, Frank Lampard down the road at um, Chelsea, Chelsea Football Club. He's, uh, four, four games is no one a game. 
I was listening to uh, Talksport this morning. It's 25 games Chelsea have played and only won four. Do you imagine that happened at Rangers or Celtic? I would have probably been a. I don't, I don't think Glasgow would even be here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, listen, we, we understand that, Sean. And what we're trying to yep. say is, is yesteryear, when managers were struggling or teams were struggling, you had to try and rebuild. Yep. There was no. And we were probably fortunate when I played anyway, there was no transfer window. So you could go out and make the team better within a, a day. You could go out and sign someone, right. you know. Now you've got a transfer window. So the unfortunate thing is, if you pick injuries up in that transfer window once you've come out of it, and you're not one of the big yep. clubs, as in such, say you're a St. Johnson, for instance, yep. what's happened to Callum, if he loses some of his main players, which he did do in that period of time, it is very, very, very difficult to replace him within the squad that you have because you've not got a big enough squad anyway and the quality yeah. below them is not good enough because you can't afford to have a squad of 25 players. So then the pressure, the manager's trying to do that, you know, it's like making soup without any vegetables really, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, Peter, Peter, I'll agree with you in one thing, right? Um, Rangers and Celtic, we've probably got a budget but it's 99% higher in... St. Johnston, Murrowlands and yes. that. So see, see Murrowell was three or four games. They'll probably go to eight games before they get sacked, let's be honest. Yes. But they're in a budget but it's 99% lower. Rangers and Celtic B team, probably, I'm not saying they're in standards of Murrowell, but they're probably in the standards of a Loverson degree. Yep. Yep. Barry, what would you say? You're never too far away from a crisis if you're managing Rangers or Celtic. If you lose, what, three games in a row? Yeah, and that's just the way it works up in the the, the west of Scotland. Um, no doubt about it. Yeah, you've seen it with Gio. I mean, you look at Giovanni for yeah. last year. Retain, uh, got the Scottish Cup, took them to the uh, Europa League final. Struggles a wee bit towards the end of the the World Cup break, and um, Rangers decide to to pull the the, the plug. It's just the way it, see, it works up here. Bonus party, but this is the hang is right, and because the fan base in Glasgow, right. See if Rangers went on and won the treble, right? Just or Celtic have got uh, uh, that. But see if Rangers went and won the treble, and then the next year Rangers won the Scottish Cup. People seem that as a failure because what we done the year before, the fans want that again the following year. Yeah, there's just demands. That, 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 I'm afraid yeah. that's just the way it works here. But you but thrived under that. Yeah, and, and, and that's yeah. the way it works at both Rangers and Celtic. If you, you don't win trophies, you come under for you come under the microscope. No doubt about it. You get yeah. criticised. Um, and Michael Beale knows that. Michael Beale knows that how important the Scottish Cup is, is this year. But it's a massive summer going forward. He needs it's to like, try and take like, the title back like, off Celtic. It's yep. like we. It's like what you say next season. It's like uh, I'm. I, I want Michael Beale to do well. But see if Michael Beale next season say Celtic won every single trophy. Michael Bill will not last the end of the season because if Michael Bill doesn't win a trophy next season, unfortunately, Rangers will, will not last. Mm. And the, to, I don't think, to be honest, right, and I'm going to say it right now and go radio, right? I wasn't, I wasn't a fan of Michael Bill coming in, I still know, right? But I think Steve Gerrard was a better manager because at least with Steve Gerrard, Steve Gerrard won two trophies. Michael Bill's might be this coach guy, everybody says he was the best, better Gerrard. But hmm. he's lost every single time against Celtic. Barry, I, I think you've got to give Michael. Be- Listen, he's had one window. I think this is a big window in the summer. I think um, next season that's when he'll become seriously under the the microscope. And I think he knows that Michael. Be- you've heard him saying that he's here. He, he's under pressure to win trophies. He's got a chance to win. Still one trophy. Um, that's the Scottish Cup. They need to 
try and retain that but he knows next season it's all about winning the the trophy that everybody wants is a league title that's the most that's yeah. your bread and butter first day of pre-season when you have your meeting that's the Barry, one that you I, want can I ask you something yeah, buddy can yes. I ask you something right on you go uh, I was talking to my Rangers fans uh, last year about this right say Rangers go to the Europa League final like we did right mm-hmm. and there was a choice Win the SPL or win Europa League? I'll tell you, my heart and hers, I'd rather win the Europa League. What's yours, Barry Boy? Oh, it's league trophy. Every time? Yep. That might sound crazy, but I would always take the league title. Even last I'd year? When, yeah. When, yeah, when mm-hmm. you were trying to defend, you know, Rangers were trying to defend the title they'd won the year before, but you went to a European final. Listen, it's yep. great. Europe, yep. brilliant. Um, but listen, it's all about winning one trophy. Um, the Barry, one trophy, and that's a league title. Yeah, yeah. Sean? The Europa League brings in more money and I um, no, sure. I actually think the Europa League uh, more 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 important because let's be honest we don't get any of that often so when see if that was the other fact was in the last year I think Celtic fans would want the yep. Europa League over the SPL Now Sean Sean, Sean yep. now winning the, SP, uh, the SPFL title gets you 30 million plus that gets you straight into the Champions League now You hear that Sean? Peter what, what would you prefer? Always to win the league. Yeah. Always to win the league, Sean, because it means you're beating Rangers. And Celtic and Rangers are judged on beating each other. And that, that that's because look you look at Michael Beale just now and you're thinking, how many games has he lost? One? Is that two? One? One. So you're thinking he's lost one game. And you're saying one league game. One league game, yeah. So he's lost one league game. And you're thinking to yourself, well, You'd say that was success. That'd be brilliant for anybody else. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? But for Rangers and Celtic, as long as you're sitting in second yeah. place, it's not you're good right. enough. Rangers points total, 79 points after 32. Sean, you're bursting to come back in. On yeah. you go. It's on the budget seat, yeah, isn't it, Sean? That's what I've got to say. Right, it gets 20 helicopter Sunday, right? And I'm sitting with all my Rangers fans in the town tavern in Shelton Road, Glasgow, <laughs> G33, right? And, uh, you must have Rangers some memory. Win- <laughs> 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 Rangers can win the Europa League against Porto and Tuesday, right? Or win the SPL. And my, my pals say to me right now, what one do you pick? Stuff the SPL, Europa League. That's fair. That's He's fair, a son. European. He's a European yeah, man. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. European. Yeah. Everybody's got their opinion. Yeah. Some people would like to win a European Cup, but for me, it's sure. your league title. Sean, well, the chance of winning the Europa League a trophy and yeah. is a Scottish football club, we've got a budget of probably twenty million, ten million. To per to man use, they've got a billion pound budget. So mm. we've never got to win the Champions League. So Europa League's the best yeah. option. You came so close, you'd be remembered yeah. forever. You're right. If you, oh, so you know, Rangers won what the Cup Winners' Cup in '72, Celtic winning the European Cup in '67, and they're remembered forever. Yeah, no, I agree. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, Europe, I Europe's fantastic. Yeah. If you're involved in Europe and you win something in Europe, it's fantastic. Mm. But you remember to get to Europe, you've got to win your league. Yeah. <laughs> it's important anyway. Yeah. But you have to be the number one. Dan, <laughs> there's one for you. Yeah, he's listening. I'm listening, pal. Right, Grant, there's one for you. Celtic, <laughs> May, the May, May 22nd, right? And you and James will be excited. You get to the, the Champions League final, right? Yeah, and he's right. a, a one game away from winning the SPL. And somebody says to you, right now, you won the SPL, you beat Hearts, or you beat Seville and won the Champions League. I know for a fact you've got to take the Champions League. Yeah, I'll take the Champions League and then come back and win the league the following week. 
No, but I've only one option. He's giving you one option. He's so greedy, Peter Grant. Sean, can I bring it back before we go? What about the cup semi-final though? Because you talked there, you mentioned a treble and Celtic. You're not giving it up just now though, are you? Cup semi-final, are you going to beat Celtic? We can't get up because if we get up, basically it's been a bad season. So no, no, and there's going to be, uh, I heard today, with uh, Rangers are getting 20,000 fans each mm-hmm. and then VIP and uh, Go Radio, Sky Sports <laughs> Media are right. going to get the other 5,000. All right, yeah. That's fact, all right. means we can get the other Barry, you know, Sean, he's buzzing tonight, He's mm-hmm. but he's the yeah, 11 have days to, to go. That's yeah. on the 30th of April at Hamden. They have to win it. Have to retain it. Yeah, they have to stop Celtic for winning the treble. And do you think they will, Barry? Let me ask you for the first time: Who do you think is going to win the semi-final at the moment? Because I mean, you go me, me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's still ten days, and you're asking me. Listen, yeah. uh, Rangers have to win it, plain and simple. And your feeling? Have you got it? My feeling. Yeah, I, my feeling is um, you don't want to have that feeling after the game. When's the kick-off? What time's the kick-off? One thirty. Is it one thirty? Well, yep. half past three, you don't want that feeling. Eh? Sure. Now, I, I know there's a final still to go and I'm not being disrespectful to Carly Thistle or Falkirk, but you fully expect whoever gets through to that final to, to win the trophy. But you, you, you've got to try and stop um, Celtic for, for doing the treble. That should be your driving force. Peter, this is it. The madness of Glasgow. We love it though. The countdown's on. The countdown's definitely on and listen... Yeah, so, I went to the front of the <laughs> Well, I'm going to surprise you, Sean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm going to say Celtic. <laughs> no, no, I'm only... Listen, I, as I said to you before, and I've said all the time during this season, every time that game comes up, it's a one-off, and it's one game I never, ever judge prior to it, because it's on the moments during the game where the big players have got to step up, and that can be, you know, your players or the Rangers players on that particular day. Even get into it, forum means nothing. And that's when managers, all the managers of two managers will be wanting to get into that game is both sets of players fit. All their players fit and able to take part in that particular game. Because when it comes down to it, it's that 95 minutes or 120 minutes of his extra time, that concentration level. And get into the game means nothing. It's during the game that it's going to take care. Mm-hmm. And, and one mm-hmm. thing I think Rangers, looking at the last game at Celtic Park, without the ball... I was a light Rangers with uh, with the ball they didn't do enough so they need to bring these two together if they've had any chance of beating Celtic and getting through at the final is that the likes of Tillman to play yeah, better yeah, this the, time the final know, third they need to much. make Celtic defenders defend they've got to make Joe Hart work test them yeah yep, because without the ball yep, I was impressed by it but uh, with the ball they need to do more and Michael Beale knows that Sean thanks for allowing us to be in your programme <laughs> Mr Grant Mr thanks, Ferguson Sean. and myself thanks Sean Sean who's your player of the year final point uh, well, well, for Rangers uh, well, <laughs> no, no, you, can, you can include Celtic <laughs> no 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 <laughs> James Tavernier is, yep. that's my even though he's made mistakes his defence I still don't think he's a great defender but for all the goals he's scored it's got to be James Tavernier Sean, thanks so much for joining us from the Far East. Your thumb look. <laughs> Cheers, Sean. Cheers, Sean. Tavern. Have a good night. Hi, the Town Tavern. G31, I think oh, he said. Yeah, yeah. the full address, everything. <laughs>
just before the news and then we'll talk about it afterwards I'm going to go Kyogo McGregor and I think there's going to be a couple of surprises from other teams uh, you've got to go look at I, I still think you've got to look at Duke you've got to look at Van Veen mm -hmm. and even the boy Ahara it's at Mun I mean I, I think um, and the shout but the guy who's going to win it mm -hmm. I think it's going to come down to Kyogo or Callum McGregor Callum McGregor Peter but day three yeah. I think I've done sure. good jobs for obviously Duke uh, Aberdeen scoring goals yeah Van Veen um, Sticky found, start yep, yeah. And O'Hara I've got to be honest with you I don't know what Peter thinks I've seen him now a, a number of times and um, he's he's been up a, a level or two and he, he might be one that St Man might struggle to hold on to We're going to ask Peter that after the news The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk Let's go there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom now open on Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. Let's go! There's no football in Scotland tonight. Unusually, last night, Hamilton Aki's Barry, that was a poor result for them losing. They needed those points. Yeah, and they, they obviously went a goal up and you're thinking that this could be the one to hopefully get them out of the, the relegation area but I think uh, Callie Thistle scored in the, the last couple yeah. of minutes um, Mackay, who always comes up with important goals so I'm just looking at the fixtures at the weekend um, Hamilton are at home against Partick Thistle Partick yeah. Thistle are, mm -hmm. are a, decent, uh, a decent outfit at this moment in time and then you've got the other two at the bottom are Broth and Cove Rangers playing against each other so it's going to go down to the, the last game I can see um, Broth beating Cove Rangers mm -hmm. I can see Partick Thistle beating Hamilton Aki so um, I'll need to look at the, the last game of the season um, who Cove Rangers have and who Hamilton Aki's have and I think that'll then determine who's going to finish uh, bottom in the league um, and it'll be that'll be a sore one for, for Hamilton I don't know what's going mm -hmm. to happen going forward whether they can remain um, full time, but it's been a it's been a tough season for the Hamilton Aki. Such a huge part of the community, as we know. Yeah, and it, listen, I've always had a yeah. soft spot for Hamilton Aki's. As you know, I get down as much as I can if yep. I've got a, a spare minute or two. And um, Lewis was there, of course, wasn't he? Yep. Yeah. Um, so yep, they've they've had a tough season. I know yeah. they won the the, the cup, um, yeah. but no. I think they would have took staying mm. in the the championship rather than winning the, the, the cup so I think it's going to come down to the the last game of the season Paul and Peter what about Falkirk they would be so disappointed late killer goal last night they lost 2-1 to yeah. Edinburgh fans yeah, I'm, not I'm happy. not sure obviously yeah. the Fairmont had won the league yeah. so congratulations to them and I think the disappointment obviously be maybe 
Falkirk have won eye on the semi-final. You know, seeing how they're knowing they're in, going to be in the playoffs, and we've all been in these situations. A disappointment in not winning the championship, obviously, uh, to get into the championship. But as I said, they've got the players. It can get results. There's no doubt of that. So, John John is a very good manager. He's proven that time and time again with Wraith, and I'm sure he'll do that with Falkirk as well. And the Barton Sterling Albion game you were at last night ended up. Nil nil. Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. Sorry, Peter. You were no, going to no, say? no, yeah. no. But I think Stirling were there. If they Stirling would have won the game, they won the championship. So yeah. it still goes. And as I say, that's all you can do there if you're Dumbarton to hang in there. They've had a hell of a lot of injuries. They've had about five or six of their first yeah. teams. And it, you can see that with the bench. There's a lot of young boys and some not even get enough numbers. So and that's what we talk about the levels. How difficult it is when you lose a few players, no matter what. It really stings you. And no matter what level you're at, if you're not a Celtic or Rangers, sure. it really hurts you. And in England, uh, Chelsea last night against Real Madrid, no surprise, Barry, uh, losing 3-0 in aggregate. Um, it's tough for Frank Lampard. And Milan, yeah, late goal, but Milan are through 2-1 in aggregate against Napoli. For Chelsea, any thoughts on Frank there in charge? Can hardly get a goal. Yeah, that's four games, four, four defeats like that. I think Real Madrid... Um, they're a top team, no doubt about it. Are but they going to win that's it? a club. Yeah. Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I fancy Real Madrid. Um, well, I would like to see sure. Man City do it. Yeah. Um, I like obviously Pep Guardiola. I like the way that his his teams play. But I'm looking at Chelsea. And that's a club that I I don't know what direction that they're going in. The, the amount of money they've spent, and then they obviously get rid of Potter. What, what did they spend in the summer under Potter? Then. Uh, sorry, in January. Yeah, they must have 600 spent over... 600 million. They, they said, they've said they've since Bowley came in, 600 million. But they've 600 got that many players. Million. They've got that many players. That I, I don't really know what kind of system they play or what... what um, that's what I was saying earlier on, but I just don't get them. They're all number 10s. Yeah. yeah it's, so the only team that's not got a number nine. The only yeah. nine, number nine, if you want to call them that, Lukaku. Yeah. And I know he never done great at Chelsea, but that's the guy they let it go and loan. And it proves that you've got someone like... People will say about uh, Real Madrid, they've not played great. Man City mm. tore them apart in two games last season. And Real Madrid style still won both. They managed to lose the Because game, Benzema right. was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. A proper number nine. Yeah. And that's why I see the difference this year. I think Haaland, being a proper number nine, could be the difference from Manchester City in the so semi-final if they go through. All his goals where they've been scored? In that box, in that half-diagonal position. Yeah, but off I, the back I, I of he scored backs. one goal outside the box. Mm. All season, everything's been inside the box. That, that's just proper a yeah, poacher. proper yeah. um, penalty box striker. But in terms of Chelsea, I, I just yep. watch Chelsea and I think to myself, I don't know where they're going, the amount of money they've spent, the players are not even playing that they've spent like 70, 80 million pounds on. Mm. Um, I, I just think it's a club that's um, in disarray just now. So Man City are in Munich tonight, they're three up, so we expect them to go through. Mm. You wouldn't expect an upset. And Inter Milan, two up on Benfica. It's incredible. And you get a semi-final, Inter versus AC. That's the semi-final. Yeah, yeah. And at both teams are playing at home. The home and away legs yeah. at home. That's right, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't know if they change yeah. the dressing room, but that's what it's going to be. You Did know? that happen in Glasgow one day, do I you think? I don't think yeah. so. <laughs> you reckon not? But listen, that, that's not over. Man City going over to Munich. Right, yeah. Ooh, yeah, I, I think, yeah, mm -hmm. I don't, I think it'll be... Uh, a close one. Look, I think they will scrape through Man City, but Bayern Munich, I mean, I, I thought they were excellent it's last week that, up yeah. until they, yeah. Man City got the, the second goal for 65, 70 minutes. They were a, more than a match for, for Is that City. the big watch tonight? Is that what you'll be on, mainly? 
Yeah, I'm yeah. just checking through. Yeah, yeah, you know what it's like. You end up sure. flicking through all the games. Yeah. And I'm definitely watching that one because it was brilliant last week. Yeah. Top quality players. Oh. But it just shows you a lack of concentration. Upa Makana, is it yeah. you call him? The, the centre-back right. gave the ball yeah. away twice. Bang, the ball was in the net twice. Chelsea, Real Madrid made about three or four mistakes last night and never tamed their opportunities. There's the difference. And that's why Chelsea are the predicament they're in. And that's why Manchester City are where they are. Back here this weekend, it kicks off 12.30, Saturday, Hearts against Ross County, Hearts under Stevie Naismith as interim boss, Celtic Motherwell at three, Dundee United, Livingston at three with an interim boss, isn't it? Obviously Jim Goodwin till the end of the season, although two wins out of the last two, St Mirren against Kelly, what a game there in Paisley, Saints looking to nail down the top six position Kelly fighting for survival St Johnson against Hibs again Callum's away Steve McLean in charge up against Hibs and then Sunday 4.30 kickoff for television Aberdeen against Rangers uh, a fixture, fixture that uh, Barry you know oh so well just before the news we were saying about players of the year so Barry you were saying probably Kyogo Callum McGregor um, Duke yeah, yeah, he scored a number of goals for, for Aberdeen when they were they were struggling. Van Veen mm-hmm. scored goals, O'Hara's yeah. done well. I'm just thinking about outside the old firm, other players yeah, who have sure. done well. And probably the three that stand out for me is Van Veen, Duke and O'Hara. Um, but my honest opinion, mm-hmm. I think Kyogo, um, what is he, 28, 29 mm-hmm. goals? I think he'll get over 30 this season. Um, so I think he'll he'll win the, the player of the year. He'll just pip Callum McGregor. Because Callum McGregor, let's be honest, which I'd be frustrate him as well. He goes under the radar, yeah. but he does a an unbelievable job for for Celtic. As I said, he's he's good into that role. Um, but for me, I think Kyogo will get it with the amount of goals he scored and the level of consistency that he showed over the the period of time this season. Peter Grant. Oh, well, as I say, Kyogo, Hatati, and McGregor. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about the ones that's playing at the top of their game, yeah. but I've went Duke yeah. Nisbet and O'Hara as well. I think they all. I think Duke. I've been, I've been impressed with him every time I've seen mm. him. I was quite surprised he didn't play through the middle more often because of that power and pace he's got, mm. or coming in for that left hand side uh, at the start of the season as often as he should have maybe. Nesbitt, I think he was doing exceptionally well. I think he can look after his injury. He's come back looking strong and physical mm. and done really well. A great Predators goal again on Saturday. That's his first goal against Hearts, which yeah, is surprising. Was a, it was it? a great finish. Yeah. You know, I don't think he get the credit for it because he's come off the defenders and they've all went towards the ball. And Ahara, for the middle of the pitch, scoring the amount of goals. And you've got to remember the amount of chances you St Mirren not creating. You know, it's not a team that's going to be dominating the ball all the time, you know. So great credit to him and his goal at Ibrox the other week was fantastic, you know, a fantastic finish. And you're playing with that conference, everything seems to go for you. But there's a lot of good players, Barry talked about Van Veen, he's getting the service that suits him now, he's playing with a partner at times and that helps him. They're getting more crosses in the box. So if you, that's why I always, I'm always got a wee bit of sympathy for strikers. They say he's not scored or whatever. If you're not getting the service, it's yeah. very, very difficult to score goals. It's like Kyogo, he makes fantastic movement. I think the ball could be played at times quicker to him mm-hmm. because his movement's brilliant. He's already away from the defenders and maybe go with that one square pass. And that's sometimes I think with, with Motherwell, Motherwell wouldn't cross the ball. Now they're crossing the ball early, getting balls in the area where you've got strikers and Van Veen's getting the, reaping the rewards for it and scoring that amount of goals for Motherwell was fantastic. Okay, so what about at your old club then? Uh, Kyogo, will we go there first? What about his first goal at the weekend? Because Kilmarnock people forget they were on the attack. Well, I was at the game and young Fraser Murray's down the left-hand side and Fraser's got a lovely right foot on him and he's in the final third. I've got a little bit of sympathy for him because I'm looking in the middle of the pitch, I'm sitting at the game and I'm watching it and the midfield went too flat. So he's went to go to play into the middle of the pitch where Barry would have been wanting the ball to give me the ball. 
Nobody's there. So he's went, look back, and he's went to his defence. But I'm already looking. I'm thinking, I'm watching Kyogo here. Kyogo's already re- looking that he's not he's going to pass it. So he's already on the way to the centre-back. So he gets there. Don't get me wrong. It's OK, Young Fraser's made the, the error in the final third. But when they've got there, I think the defender's got to keep him going wide. Mm-hmm. People keep pushing him away for your goal. But he came inside him and he turned like the QE too. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> Kyogo never turned him and then shot quickly. You know, he's turned and then all of a sudden people question you about the, the surface. Do you remember the QE2? <laughs> Just checking with Barry. The QE2. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. Sorry. You know, and you're thinking to yourself, you're sitting to yourself, well, hold on a minute. You know, just show him down the line. We know one mistake. Yeah. And it, then after that, it could have been five, six, yeah. seven in that period, you know, because there were big chances. Mr. So Kyogo reading it, reading the oh, game. Uh, yeah, it does. 27 minutes. When the fourth goal went and I'm. I'm Lying watching it and I'm thinking to myself this could be anything and then fair play to Derek he's made the double yeah, substitution absolutely. what absolutely. he's done there is not just made the double substitution he's took his sting out of the game he slowed the game down yeah. and obviously they, they, they've done better um, yeah. in the second half but they, they're they're in a fight now Kilmarnock sure. um, uh, to be fair to him I thought the boy up top Bass, yeah. done well. Yeah. I thought he was he was decent up there alone um, after the he took off his, his partner uh, with that double change but that could have been anything um, after 27 minutes and I see that Vassell said unlike James Sands and others who've gone away I know he's still here said that Celtic could do well in the Premier League in England but back to your choices then so okay Kyogo I'll ask you which one you'll actually go for you mentioned Callum McGregor everyone knows you know, phenomenal captain phenomenal player for Celtic and Scotland what about Hatati? what's the case for him and it's quite a compelling case because a, I know he's been injured for a few weeks, but my goodness, February time people were saying Hatati. I just think he sees things that others don't see. I think he he sees passes before the ball. As we talk about all good midfield players, he finds space, but he sees passes that he's already in his mind prior to the ball arriving at him. So he never gets caught in possession. He picks up good areas to receive possession. He always seems to have time in the ball, and as you, as you say, say, as a midfield player, that's so important. If you're playing in tight areas, especially with teams that Celtic are going to be playing against, who are making, putting a lot of bodies in there, you know, and he does it fantastically well. But he's first looks forward, and I love that in a midfield player when he looks up and that, that's his first pass. He's looking, to, but he switches play well. He can, he's strong, he's competitive. And listen, we always question these guys: can they do it when it's the winter time and all that? These boys are more than proven it, you know. And I watch them. Paul, an interesting thing, but people maybe not see if you're not at the games. I'm watching these games and I've been there in the winter. These boys have been out stretching mm-hmm. away games, out in the side of the, the track prior to the game. You know, out doing all their stretchings, all their core work, all their things in the build-up prior to going out and doing their warm-up. And we'd be thinking, oh, it's a bit wet out the other day, we'll just do it inside. But they're out doing their stretching, so they find a way to make sure they're ready for the matches. And that's great credit to the players because there's not a staff member looking over to tell them what to do. No. They're doing it. And I've seen it again at the weekend again. And it's great. They, these guys are preparing to do things right and to get in and do their job well. And it's not by luck that they're the stars that they are in the Scottish Premier League. They, they do all their work prior to the match so the game becomes that they're ready to play. And great credit to them for that. You'd learn a lot from them, couldn't we? Barry, other players here, just the commitment they've got, and then you see them doing the warm down. No matter, even if they've played ninety minutes, Absolutely. they go out. The Japanese players, yeah, that, the, their players. attitude, yeah, is is clearly spot on. Um, and and again, he's he's had a real good season. Just missed too many games for me that's through injury, yeah. so that's why I don't think he'll come into the, the reckoning. Um, but he's one that um, again. Come into a professional game 21, yep. 22. Mm-hmm. If he calls football, he's only what twenty four. 
coming up yep. in 25. Yep, he's he's got all the attributes that you would look in a midfielder. Good range of passing, good work rate, um, good engine about him, and he can he can um, score a goal as well, which is important for a midfielder. So, and Peter, would you go? Well, who's your choice then? If it was today, who is it? The hardest thing in football is scoring goals, right? And that's why I would go for Kyogo. And I think his work ethic for the team gives you that. It stretches the opposition all the time. He plays in the back end. He plays at half a yard offside. So you're always thinking about him. So it allows the rest of the players to flourish. But I'd love it to be a midfield player because you, you know. <laughs> yeah. But that's but, but the goal scoring is the hardest thing in football. And that's why I think they score the amount of goals and play under that pressure and do it consistently well. And by the way, he's missed a lot of chances this year. And that's the thing I've liked about him. He's not scared to miss. He's not scared to get back yeah. in again. And that's, that shows you character. And as I say, he's got a, a great bond with his teammates as well. You know, they're all desperate for him to do well. And he loves scoring and he loves winning. Robert's been on the socials at Go Football Show. And he says, Barry, is there a case for James Tavenier? You know, 100 goals, not this season, mm. but at Rangers. And what, 15 goals already, the captain? Yeah, I, I, again, he's, he's one that always comes up in discussion with the Rangers fans. Some are not sure about him, which baffles me if I'm being honest with you harsh um, yeah I think it is harsh because one thing about him is when he has went through tough times he's always stood up there and put himself um, forward and to get listen you can say it's a lot of them are, are penalties um, he missed one at the weekend but he continues to step up yeah. there um, and, and put them in the back of the net and obviously he's, he's delivery for set pieces he can score a free kick going forward he's no doubt he's, he's excellent defensively you can question him at times, but again, he's been one of Rangers' most consistent uh, performers this season. He nearly had a hat trick against Celtic. He should have two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He, he should have when he got in the back post. Yeah, he would yeah. have been disappointed in that one. Was he smiling when he missed the penalty? I'm only mentioning that. Did you see that somebody was giving uh, Furuhashi some stick because when he, you know, when he hit the pen, the penalty hit the post, and somebody said he was still smiling despite the fact that he missed the penalty. <laughs> that man just plays with a smile, a bit like Sakala plays uh, with a smile on his face. So they just enjoy their football. Yeah. If you listen, it's the best professional world bar none. Let's not yeah. kid ourselves. They're the luckiest guys in the world, and yeah. we all know that. And we're sitting here now because we can't play anymore. Yeah. You know that's a, that's a, that's why you get involved in management and coaching. It's the best days of your life is playing it and if you can't enjoy it, yes, you have tough times during it, but it is the best job in the world, Batman. So you're both going for Kyogo. I think for you, Callum McGregor, maybe hit the bar. You yep. mentioned uh, Mark Ahara. I mean, he's, what is he, 27 years old, six foot three. Everyone was talking about his uh, goal. Is that going to be goal of the season? Do you think, Barry? Yeah, I was, yeah. <laughs> what a strike. Don't take anything away from the, the, the strike. It was a poor goal, but from Rangers' point of view, but... Mm. Alan McGregor's absolute no chance here. Yep. Um, and, and do you know what? His, his second goal was a, a real good yeah. finish as, uh, as well. And he's a player. Was at the game on Saturday. I was impressed with him. I like him. Good energy. Um, obviously scoring goals. But he's he's got better as he's, he's matured. He's been at a few clubs called Marnock, Motherwell. He's been down south. But I just think he's found a, a club and a manager that believes in him and you can see that obviously St Man are, are reaping the benefits of that makes such a big difference when the manager believes in you Peter I would imagine uh, Mark O'Hara St Mirren have been phenomenal we'll talk about them and also we've got a call on just after this The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors book your service MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk Let's go Let's go on the lines 08 08 17 17 700 Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant and on the line is Paul Good evening Paul 
Uh, evening, Paul. Evening, Barry, and evening, Peter. Evening, Paul. Good to hear you. Paul, uh, what's in your mind tonight? I could I just a well, a wee bit controversial, right? Barry's not going to be my best pal, right? And I'm a Rangers man, right? But I'll start off by by quoting or paraphrasing the great Paul, late great Paul Strith, by saying, "No, the the club will go through a period of adversity, but the, the true fans and the two true people stay with the club, and that's we've went through a true period of adversity over a number of years, right? Yeah. Um, but we're getting there, and we're making steps in the right direction. But it's a wee bit controversial in the sense that, listen, what Tavernier's brought, it's just what Barry had mentioned earlier on, just made me make a phone call. I, I can't take away what the guys did, right? You know, the goals and the assists and everything. It's remarkable for a right-back. I get that, right? But it does stick in my throat a wee bit. I've had a few arguments with a few Rangers fans and mates and whatnot. But I, he done he done well in the last Old Firm game there with two cracking goals. But I can't, I can't think that he's... In my, this is all my opinion, that mm-hmm. he's in the Hall of Fame for Rangers, right? Because although I've went through a period of tough times and, and the players around him might not have been the greatest, right? But you can't tell me Tavernier's in there with the likes saying I put Barry in this. Barry was a great captain for Rangers. Yeah. I don't see him in the same mould as that. It frustrates me sometimes because I, I, leaders can be different people. Do I get that? I manage people myself and you can, you can lead people in different directions. But... Doesn't have a, I don't know, I can't describe it, but an oomph in the pitch. I want him in people's faces and dragging the team through games and that. That's what Barry did. Butcher did it. Goff did it. You no, know, big people like that, big personalities. And my controversial point is if we're going for a rebuild and we need a rebuild, I do think Tavernier's led us through a lot more failures in cups and everything else. And he's, yeah, we've got the 55 titles and we stopped her. Rivals getting 10 in a row But that wasn't a big thing to me It was the 55 titles for Rangers And he led us to a Europa League final But we failed um, and, and he's taken us through a lot of failures Maybe and Bar- I want to ask Barry this Barry was under Atrika And I'm sure In the Atrika years yep. Dick Atrika made a decision To stop the captaincy off the Amaruso I think maybe um, Yep that's true that decision. Yep. So what, what, what do you think of that? Barry, what do you think? He's a hot topic. Yeah. I, I, I said that Tavernier, he, he splits decision. Um, I, I get what Paul's saying. He wants a bit more fire in him. When if Rangers lose a goal, you want your captain going. He, he's he's not that type of character. I think he he's more of the the, the type where he'll do his talking with his feet. Like obviously set up um, a goal. We'll score a goal, whether that's for a penalty or a free kick, and sometimes from open play. But my, my only issue is, uh, if you're saying about you would change the captain, say, I don't know how that would go with the group. Because I don't really know that group. I only know two players in that group, and that's Alan McGregor and St- Steve Davis. I don't know how it would operate. Because, be quite honest with you, the, probably the leader in the group or two, I would probably say, are Alan McGregor and Conor Golson. James Tavernier's, I know he's got the armband, but he, he's a different leader for the two. You, you can see the two are quite fiery on the pitch. and More vocal. And they'll, they'll yeah. call a few people out, which I think still needs to happen, even in the modern game. But I, I don't know how it would work if that did um, that did happen. But how, how was the group you played with? How were they when you were, what, 22 or something? Yeah. And he made you captain rather than, you know, I'm a no, they, they were brilliant. I, I've yeah. got to be honest with you. I, I was as surprised as i never seen it coming. Mm. We just got called in. Um, in a meeting obviously I knew a couple of minutes before that because yeah. I had get told listen be prepared for first and foremost do you want to be captain I mean, listen you might only get offered that opportunity once mm-hmm. so I was like yeah, 
give me that armband. I don't care what age I'm at. You know what I mean? I've got enough guys in that dressing room that I know that I can go to, who I respect, who have got a lot more experience than me. And I've got to be honest with you, the group took it brilliantly and they helped me. And even Bagamo, who was really disappointed, um, was was totally, not, not totally fine with it. He was obviously disappointed, but um, he, he knew that was a decision that was getting made and, um, he, and he got on with it. And, did we see eye to eye at times? No, we didn't. Mm. But I tell you what, he, he's the type of guy you would want on the, the yep. pitch with. So they took it fine. My only problem is, I don't know how this group would react because they're, they're a different group. Um, I don't really know them personally. The only two that I know personally is the two that I've mentioned. Um, Alan McGregor and Stephen Davis. Do I think it would make a difference? No, I don't because I, I think you have got a couple of leaders there already be taking the armband off, off Tavernier. Um, and as I say, it's split decision. It's always a hot, a hot topic. I do like him. Yeah. I do like James Tavernier. I think if you look at the bigger picture, even through the lower leagues, he costs three hundred thousand pound. That's what he cost, and what he's produced in goals. I know a lot of people say probably half of them are penalties. Who cares? You've still got to step up and and take them in pressurised situations. So for me. I don't think it would be a, a smart move. Okay. I would keep him as captain. Peter, what do you think? Uh, I, I'm looking around about it for afar, obviously, because mm -hmm. I don't see Rangers week in, week out. The question mark I've always got on James is his defensive frailties. Everybody talks about the goals and assists. But then you think it the other way. You think, well, playing for Rangers or Celtic, you're going to be dominating most of the games yeah. anyway. You need that type of fullback. Yeah. You know, you need that. But in the big games, I, I think he's been caught wanting. I think even in the Celtic game, he, the Jota's goal mm -hmm. James is already away he's already on his bike not thinking that they're going to yeah. lose possession I think the good players are sort of sort of half and half you know realise that he should have ended up with a hat trick in that game as you say in the last kick of the game but is that does that take away from all the things that you talk about yesterday if you want to talk about Hall of Fame you know, talking about the Sandy Jarvis, yeah. the John Greggs and that, that's very very difficult you know what I mean yeah. to say they're up with the, that quality you know, you Gary Stevens, who's a terrific fullback, yeah. you know, mm. in my time. I think that's very, very difficult. But then I look about, and I agree with Barry in the respect, never mind with the upset of the apple cart, because sometimes you've got to make the decisions. But I'm looking about it and think, is there many captains? I think that's been Rangers' biggest problem, to be perfectly honest with you. I didn't think they'd that many leaders on the pitch. And I go back to the time, I don't know how many years ago it was, when James made the point about couldn't play in front of the supporters, and I keep yeah. bringing it up now and sure. again. And you're thinking to yourself, that's the last thing a Rangers captain would have mm. said at any time. Even though he was feeling that, mm. you don't let the world know that. Yeah. You know, you don't let the world know it. So there's wee things and he's growing with that. And listen, I look around about the Rangers team and think, well, who would I give the captaincy mm. to now of the Golsons? Say McGregor's not there next year. Mm. You know, is it going to be a Golston? Does that make such a big difference to this group? It's something Michael Beale maybe have to look at. You know, but I think if he was going to do that, I think James would have to leave the club. Mm. That's how that's that's the way he would take it. He would have to leave the club because I don't think he would accept the captain to get taken off him the way Amaruso did with Barry. Mm. Big one for Michael Beale. Would he do that, Barry? No, I don't think Paul, he'll make a think? change. No, no. Paul, uh, what do you feel? And I, I do. I like what uh, Peter's uh, just mentioned yeah. there. I think in the summer, talking about recruitment, there's five areas of the pitch. I think Rangers will go in debt 100% strengthen. Yeah, they'll go and strengthen the centre back area, central midfield area centre forward area wide area and then it's questionable what's going to happen with, mm. with Alan McGregor in that recruitment of that four and five players I think you'll want to bring in at least one or two leaders 
because you, you've got these leadership groups and whatever yeah. now that's mm. new thing it's happening at football clubs <laughs> I, I've never come across it leadership groups yeah. uh, you, weren't in why, it. you were just the captain I don't know why <laughs> you need yeah. a, I yeah. don't know why you need a group or you need to call it this 2023 it's more in the teams that I played in you had six or seven captains um, in the team and that That's probably was the leadership group although it wasn't called that was it but your team was Paul yeah, yeah. your yeah. team you'd Barry be sitting in a dressing room and every day if there was some, if there was a problem or somebody wasn't training well or somebody wasn't playing well yeah. oh, right away in the dressing room mm. even at training this happened and there'd be fights and mm. people are talking about a fight the other week there'd be money and that getting fine yeah. Yeah. God almighty I've had, you'd have had no money <laughs> the amount of fights that was yeah, in the training ground yeah. You know, but it was never known no. because it happened all the time because that's what the competitive edge is. So everyone was sorted out. The managers actually used to say it, sort it out yourselves. Right. Yeah. You know, and then with Barry was captain, Barry, go in and see the boss. What, what's happening with the bonus or whatever? Were you who was it? You, Tommy I, I, Burns? I, I, it didn't matter. Can... We, we didn't need again. We just sent the captain. Yeah. After we'd yeah. spoke about it, go in and Barry and see about that. And if, and if you heard the door banging, <laughs> you knew the answer was no. Yeah. <laughs> You're back out within two minutes. <laughs> Sorry, boys. <laughs> that was the way it was. No, Paul, but I, yeah. I, I, I like that. I mean, I think probably out of the week's training, the four training sessions you had, say you're playing on a Saturday, yeah. you would train Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. I think there would probably be two or three scraps within that. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. but th there was nothing that was like after it, shake your hand. But do you know what that showed me? That showed me that it was a real determination, yeah. a real desire, a real willingness to, to win. And that's what you need to be successful. You, you listen, you need to fall out with mm. your teammates. I fell, I fell out with, you hear some of them talk, I, I fell out with them practically yeah. every single day. Yeah. But it, it's not that I didn't respect him or whatever. It was finished once training and a game was over. That was done and dusted. I think the now at Rangers when I watched him, I mean, I was at the game and I watched it closely. Paul, were you at the game on Saturday? No, I watched it. I watched it. Um, uh, yeah. uh, that's the first time I'd been at a game kind of live and I was watching it and when Ahara scored that goal just before half-time where I think Rangers can do better defensively, get out, have a bit of a bit of desire to go and close that ball down and stop the ball coming in when the goal went in because it was a bad goal to lose I looked straight away at the team and there was only one guy who had a pop at the team and that was Alan McGregor I looked round about and everybody would just went back into their position which kind of I thought to myself when you lose a goal you've got to hate losing goals well, what did Tav do during that then Barry what was his was he there I think he went over and spoke to I think he went over and spoke to to Raskin at that that stage. Look, Paul, I'll be honest. We, I don't, I don't think there's there's any need to to change the the captaincy. I'm I'm a supporter of, of Tavernier, and I'm not just saying yeah. that. I, I do like him. Every player has their faults defensively. Yep, he can be better, but I think going forward outweighs what he can do defensively. Because Granny made a good point. Genuinely. Most of the games, Rangers have got the vast majority of the possession yeah. and he hurts teams in the final third, James Tavernier. You need your defender to be able to to go forward the way he does. I thought 15 goals, is it, for him? Paul, good talking point, controversial, but Barry hasn't fallen out with you, have you, Barry? No, You're not, not listen, it's all yeah. about opinions. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. got opinions. Sure. And, well, it, and I'm, I say to Paul, some of my mates, I have arguments with him about, about Tavernier. I just look at the bigger picture. If you have to go and replace James Tavernier, yeah. how much is it going to cost you? What do you think? Well, when, when Five million. Yeah, yeah, it would cost you a right, a right few quid, no doubt about it. But for me, I, I like him. I do like James Tavernier. 
Paul, thanks very much Cheers, for Paul. calling. Cheers, 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. We haven't heard from the managers uh, since the weekend. Uh, Michael Beal was speaking about somebody who said he's been training really hard. Every single day he trains, he's had some bumps and bruises and at times... I'd say to him, you know, you, you can have a day off trains day, but he's not that type of boy. He wants to train all the time. He wants to play all the time. He's always fit and ready to go. He's not at the level of the Alfredo that, that we know he can be, but he's, sco- he's still scoring goals. Two more today. He's working hard for the team. I thought he had a decent performance last week as well. And so that's all you can ask for. Today we had a lot of players missing and, and Alfredo stood up for the team and played when he had one or two niggles himself. So that's all I can ask for from him. You looked a wee bit quizzical at first. Yeah, it was about Alfredo Morelos, but probably that ship has sailed. I don't know if there's anything else we can say about Morelos. He is probably... I thought he was talking about Scott Arfield. Taking, yeah. Would you play him in cup well, semi-final? Well, or yeah, again, we say it again. Yeah. Who's the most dangerous threat for the middle yeah. of the pitch if you're playing with one striker? It's Scott Arfield. He gets a goal again in how many minutes? Was he on the pitch? You know, uh, and he, he makes he runs fantastically well. Yeah, it's, it's a dying breed. So Absolutely. That's, that's, if you think he's got Arfield, you think he late runs in the box and, and finishing. But one thing I will say is, Cantwell was good on Saturday, but I need to see more of that. I need to see that flying into the box and getting on the, on the end of crosses. Um, listen, technically, you can't deny that he's got ability. No doubt about it. You just need a, a, a finishing touch to that. And I want to see goals for, for guys like, like your Cantwells because um, he's certainly got the the, the ability. Um, but in terms of Morelos, he scored a couple of goals. He looked decent, but I don't think he's going to be there. He's, well, I, no, I don't think. I'm 100% certain that he, he won't be there in the, the summer. I think Rangers need to go down a a different route and, and kind of I'm not saying rebuild but need to go and bring in the four or five big players that are needed to to take Rangers ready made forward. players but yep. yeah. yeah but it can't right. be I mean I look at Cantwell and I look at Raskin and certainly looking at Rangers they've improved them they have now if that's uh, Michael Beale's record in the transfer window then I'm looking forward to, to the summer because yeah. he's already admitted that he's got them he knows who he wants. It's about just getting uh, the pen and bit of paper out and making sure the contracts are signed and um, bringing players in who are ready to go, ready to do step straight into that starting eleven. Man who came from your old club, he's been speaking about Todd Cantwell. When you go into the market, you want your players that you bring in to have a, a big impact on the team. And I thought him and Nico, you can see. Uh, Nico at times in the game can blow up a little bit physically and, and, and needs a, and he's just a, a, a young boy who puts so much effort into his game in terms of running around and Todd's the same. You know, that what we've brought in as two players who are energisers, if you like. They're not only good football players, they give energy to the rest of the team and they, they run and put in big numbers. Certainly, I'm looking for those two to kick on even further after a good pre-season with the group. And certainly, I'm looking to add some players uh, for them to go on a journey with here. Will Sakala and Matondo be part of that next season? Fashion obviously goes and scores a good goal, but I thought in moments of the game he was erratic in his play and there was some sloppiness. And so, you know, they're, they're, they're similar in type in terms of wire players that run with it. And, and Rabi hasn't had much of an opportunity due to injury. He's still not 100% fit, I don't think, but he got 70 minutes in a B-team game on Tuesday and I thought he was right for 30 minutes today with Ryan not available and, and Scotty not available. And to be fair, he's gone and got a really good assist running behind. I thought it was a really good pullback for Alfredo. Peter, 
Any thoughts on Matondo? Not seen much of him or Sakala. Barry thought he would start against Celtic and should have, but he might a week on Sunday. The type of player he is, I think he's always going to be erratic. Yeah. Uh, erratic, sorry, because no matter how much you coach them, sometimes that's the fear factor. I think that's what Barry was talking about even in the Celtic game. It gives you some, some a different problem. And I don't mean it when I say it disrespectfully. God rest him, Frank McGarvey was the exact same. Frank was very similar. You know, Frank would twist and turn your thing, just lay it, and then the next thing the ball's in the top corner. You know, he was just brilliant at it. And Sakala's a bit like that in the respect. You don't know what he's going to do. And for a defender, that can be hard. But I think Rangers need better than that. If they want goal scorers, they need to have a number nine who can score goals. You look at their most successful team, they had a goal scorer who scored goals, you know. Celtic's best teams have always had goal scorers. And that's what you've got to have because you're expecting to create the most chances. And it can't be every season that your fullback's your top goal scorer. <laughs> no, that's right. You know what I mean? It There's can't something be, wrong. Right, absolutely, it? absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I know he takes all. A, a Rangers get a lot of penalties. <laughs> I'm only joking. It took you an hour and 40 joke. minutes to say that. And it was a definite uh, penalty. It's like it's John Harrison. Listen, he has, that's what you get from Sakala. He has erratic at times. But I'll tell you one thing about him. He's somebody that we'd want in the squad. Because one thing is, he can score a goal, he's got pace to burn. And he also gives a hundred percent. The quality, quality. Sometimes when he's got a bit of time to think, that's when he struggles. But I tell you what, he, he, he's done a fine job, Sakala. And even if you're not going to play him, he brings somebody like that on for the last 15, 20 minutes. Um, is a, a good thing to have. Quick break, and then we're back. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Choose and reserve your next used car online today for a fully refundable ninety nine pounds. Let's go. This time tomorrow night on the Go Radio Football Show with our friends at Macklin Motors, it will be Stephen McGinn, captain of Falkirk, along with Mark Guidi. Barry, we're back on Friday evening. Looking forward to have you back with uh, Andy Walker. Nothing you can do about that, is there? <laughs> That's you, Peter, you I'm and Andy Walker. Nothing, I'm saying nothing. You two wind each other up all the time, don't you? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. It's perfect pundit. Uh, indeed. Yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah, doing a great job on Sky as absolutely, well. Yep, absolutely. He'll be there this weekend. We'll Good commentator. He is, isn't he? Yes. Knows his stuff, yeah. Doesn't always get it right, but... No. <laughs> Could you tell he was always going to be on the telly and the radio, did you think? Or, I'm sure he didn't think about that in those days. No, he had no. such a dry sense of humour. Oh, he was yeah. funny. He yeah. was... Crucify you uh-huh. with one word. They would just yeah. sit there and question you. So if you introduce someone, your best friend, yeah. or, uh, you say, oh, this is my pal here. You say, what's your pal's name? If you couldn't remember, who is it I'm talking yeah. to? He was one of these sort of characters. Yeah. But he was a great boy. I still mm. go for a coffee with Andy now and again. So not a lot of time for him. Yeah, he, he tried to do me. He did me on air the other week when I said, who's going to win, Partick or Inverness? And he went, Thistle. <laughs> <laughs> but I was uh, sharp enough on that occasion. No, you were. Just checking. No, I know I wasn't. <laughs> okay, right. Thank you. Uh, headlines today. Cameron Carter-Vickers has been reported he's going to get surgery on a knee injury before the end of the campaign. So that's after uh, the Rangers semi-final. Or would it be the final? Would he wait and see? Because that would be... I mean, Celtic could have a cup final, what, five weeks later? It's four weeks and one day to the cup final after the well, semi. Well, I would definitely yeah. be one of them available. If you get through the yeah. semi-final, I'd definitely be one of them available for the final, no matter who I'm playing. Mm-hmm. And if I was the player myself, I'd be desperate to play in it as well. Because if you're going for a treble, you know, and you've played in every game, you know, as much as big party every game, mm-hmm. there's nothing better being there when the cups are won and you're out there, not standing at the side with your suit on. Aberdeen not happy with a lot of justification about the extra suspension for Graham Shinney sent off uh, again at the weekend when I say again twice in just over a week 
first time in his career but they appealed it and they've been punished they said it was a frivolous appeal and I think they've made a mistake with that so the PFA have uh, come to life tonight with a very strong statement saying it's against natural justice to penalise somebody just for appealing a decision and I think Aberdeen did say they considered it carefully before they put in the appeal and they sought the opinions of a number of pundits and you know people who've pl played the game it does seem to be harsh Peter Surely, Paul, you've got to be able to ask questions. Yeah. And there's a way of doing it, and we all know that. And if Aberdeen have went about it the right way, which I'm sure they have, you know, been putting their appeal in, that should be the end if they get told no. OK, give us the reason why. What do you think? OK, we've got to go away. We don't agree with you. End off. But to give them an extra game, and especially somebody like Graham, you know what I mean? As I say, he's not that type of character. If it was somebody like myself back in the day, you'd have probably said, ah, he tried that. But Graham Shinney's definitely not that type of boy. Um, and it's a ridiculous decision to put an extra game on. Sure. But that is the headline tonight. The PFA, Fraser Wishart and his people are blasting uh, the SFA for that decision. Uh, elsewhere, James F Sands, uh, we won't give that too much airtime. He was saying that going up against the league's best players is something that I get here in the MLS rather than in Scotland. Listen, he did okay, <coughs> but he didn't uh, set the heather on fire. It's just been yeah. a dis that's yeah. disrespectful to our game here. Somebody you mentioned earlier on, I want to ask Barry, what does he think of Awata and how he is doing? The manager spoke about him briefly at the weekend. Yeah. Tomoki was, was was excellent in the midfield and, and Yuki, you know, it's a big physical challenge playing here on that surface. I thought he handled it really well and that was good to get access some minutes. Um, so, yeah, the boys who came in did a good job. Peter, what do you feel about Iwata? Well, I've seen him a few times and I told yeah. you a few weeks ago, Paul, I think... We spoke about it earlier on what, yeah. what makes a good football player in the middle of the pitch. Barry, types of player like Barry was, making that time in the pitch, making that space on the pitch, being available for your teammates when they have a, the, the, a pass. So I think he's always done it. He knows when to play one touch, he knows when to play touch, he knows when to take an extra touch. And that's what you see with all these vision. And get into a Celtic team where they have a lot of the ball and, it's, and it can be moving it quickly or taking the pace out of the game and he does it fantastically well. I've been really, really impressed with him. Listen, he was player of the year in Japan last year. So I think there's a hell of a lot of good players over there. And uh, to come out on top of that as a midfield player, as we talk about, usually goal scorers or goalkeepers, usually uh, get player of the matches and man of the matches and player of the years. This guy again in the middle of the pitch and against all the superstars that's over there tells you the type of quality he's got. Barry, what do you feel? Yeah, I was impressed with him on Sunday. That's the first time I've really seen him. Um, and yeah, he's he's good, tidy on the ball. He keeps the ball moving all the time. And um, yep, again, it's an, another player that's came from Japan that mm -hmm. nobody knew much about. And and certainly, it looks to me now that he's he's pretty much settled in. That's him got a few games under his belt. And, and if you look at that, as I says, when we were talking about Matt O'Reilly, you had the the three that were playing in there: McGregor, Moy and Hitati, who were really strong, so it was difficult to get in. Uh, and now he's found a, an opportunity to come in, and he certainly um, played his part. As I said, he's, he's been a good find. What, what age is he? I is think he's 25, is that? 25, he's 25. He's, about for a, uh, he's, he's only about 25 as well, but I think he's a little bit older than other ones that came. He's spot on. Virtually, he was 26 last week, yeah, so well done, right. Peter. I yeah, I wasn't far away. You yeah, know. Sure. yeah, go and do your yeah, homework. Yeah, well done, yeah. <laughs> 7th of April, so... I um, don't really do my homework. <laughs> <myself. laughs> you know, uh, there's, not much he, there's not much he misses. Absolutely. No, but he, he, yeah. he, he looks to me if he's, he, he can play the game. And, and again, it's always difficult coming for, certainly for Japan, and you need to acclimatise to, obviously, when you're coming over to, to Scotland. But it's a physical game over here. I mean, that's what annoys me when people that have a go... Like James Sands, 
it's difficult to go to places like your Ross County, your, your Hearts, your Hibs, yeah, your Kilmarnock, sure. Livingston and the artificial surfaces. Um, but he certainly looks to me if he can play the game. Peter, did you feel for all at the weekend or what did you feel? So he comes on, Jürgen Klinsmann is there, Peter Grant is there as well. Did you see each other? Did you? In- well, no, I'd never got to see him again, as I say. He played in the what? testimonial game yeah, too. No. He scored two that night. Yeah. Um, but no, he, no he's, still, he's, still looking, he's still looking fantastically yeah. well. I could see him further down in the stand sitting. But, oh, let me tell yeah. you, I thought in the period he was on, I know he get the yellow card, but he's made a couple of great runs in the box and never received it. His movement in the box was terrific. He got across the front post one of the times, just a little bit too far. He's got great connection on it. He's at the side net. He's got that hunger as a striker to score goals. And that always sets you in good stead as a striker. But also the centre-halves didn't like playing against him because he is a beast. Mm-hmm. He is strong, he's physical. You know, a couple of times he should probably turn the ball in a little bit more cleaner. But yet again, I think he's another one that's got to go up to fitness levels. You know, Kyogo doing so well. And it's once his fitness level's up, I think Celtic have got a player that once he gets a pre-season through him, I think he'll he'll do exceptionally well. And I think Klinsman's been very uh, impressed with him. Listening yeah. to Ange talking, maybe when he's been away with the group or that, I think he's been very impressed with what he's seen. So ho- hopefully that sets him in good stead for Celtic. Yeah. Klinsman was really, he had a lot to say about him. He said he did brilliantly for us. Yeah, and it's good to hear a, a legend say he was looking yeah. forward to coming up to Scotland and, and, and yeah. watching football. He, he likes the game, he likes the physical um, side of our, our game up here. Uh, and oh, I mean, he's only he's only twenty one again. There's still a bit of growing to do in terms of his football uh, development. Um, but again, he, he's a different striker. Yeah. Bill Terry it looks to me if he likes the physical side he likes to go and, and have a, a wrestle with the, the, the centre-backs as Kyogo's more of the playing in the shoulder in between um, but again he's a, another one and I think teams now I'll be crazy not to look at that uh, Japanese market I'm laughing he's, he's getting on now so they would be he's 22 <laughs> just the other day Barry they're both uh, April but you're right it's some market isn't it yeah and for what you you spend What's what was Kyogo? He was the dearest one at four million pound, mm-hmm. and you look at like, Hitati, uh, guys like that. I mean, one point eight million quid. It's, it's no, I mean, it's, it's still a fair bit of money in Scottish terms, but I mean, the, the the players that you you can find over there, I, I think teams and even my old team Rangers, you'd be crazy not to mm-hmm. be sending a few a few scouts over there and saying right, go out there for a couple of weeks and go and see if there's any more hidden hidden gems because I'm sure there is. Just long about the James Sands thing, I'm just yeah. laughing there because I'm just thinking, Jack Amakis has scored in every game he's played so far. Yeah. I think he's scored four and four, so mm. that tells you how good that league is. Well done. You know what I mean? So just tell me to remember that. Good start. Uh, this was Ange after the game. Let's hear what he was saying about that performance, which for half an hour was uh, one of the best. Outstanding first half. The boys were, uh, were brilliant. I thought our football, our, our attitude, our intent. Um, you know, it's a big game last week, so you're kind of looking for to make sure the boys are still focused and it was outstanding. Second half got a bit sloppy. Um, never really got into any sort of rhythm, a lot of stop-starts. Um, but overall, you know, knowing the challenge that was there before us today, um, a great job. So still 12 points at the top. Peter, we won't see you until next week. Barry, we're back on Friday. I can't believe we've only got three minutes left. I suddenly looked at it. I was going to go somewhere else. So this weekend, I mean, Hearts-Ross County. Hearts really got to win, but mind you, Ross County, survival. Yeah, it becomes a very big game again, yeah. you know what I mean? So I think after, Hearts were really disappointing. I know Stephen said slightly, sounded slightly different in his interview, 
but I couldn't see the positives that he was seeing. From I thought Hibs dominated the game and thoroughly deserved to win the game. So they'll need a big performance, um, and Malky will be expecting that from his team as well. And listen, I don't think Malky's team have been far away. Listen to other guys speaking in the games that when the guys have been commentating on the games, they've been saying they've done a lot of good things without winning. But the game is, as we know, is all about winning and. As I say, if, some, if Ross County can go there and win it, it'll put heaps of loads of more pressure on Hearts. That's the, for sure. The only problem Malky's got is goals. Mm, yep. yeah, I absolutely. think right up until the penalty box, uh, the, the struggle to put the, the ball in the back of the net, they lost a lot of goals with Regan Charles Cook yeah, leaving. He was a big, big player for them. And Humble. Yeah. Yep. So that, that's okay. the issue Ross County have got. Can I just choose uh, St Mirren Kilmarnock? Who's going to win that one, Peter? What do you think? I'm going to go for St Mirren. Why? I just think they're playing with that confidence at this moment in time, you know. And looking at, I th- listen, I think Kelly the second half done herself justice. I think Vassell is a, a problem up front, and if Dodge plays, and I think Derek went with the right tactics. By the way, people were questioning his tactics. I thought he went with the right tactics. They had two chances in the first five minutes, and obviously you think, well, I can understand if they scored it just a different game. Is it? I don't know. But I definitely think it was a right tax. I think he'll go back with the front two again. And Barry, St Johnson against Hibbs is a huge one for... Well, Lee Johnson looks safe. Last week people were saying he could be could be in trouble. Uh, but they're going for top six still. And Saints, are they, are they going to get out of it? A win this weekend and they would look to be OK. Yep. Um, I mean, what a result for Hibbs last week, St Johnson. Are they going to get that kick from, obviously, the new caretaker taking mm. over? But what I don't get as quickly with St Johnson... Callum, uh, Callum Davison yep. goes and it's his backroom team sure. at takeover. No change. It's the same people. Yep. You're, you know, mm. uh, Brilliant for Stephen McLean. I know Stephen and I yep. hope, listen, he, he does well, but it's Stephen McLean, Liam Craig and Alec Cleland who were obviously a big part of, of Callum's um, team. So it'll be interesting to see how that one goes um, at the weekend. But I'll let you know on Friday. <laughs> Friday. And Peter, at the top, no change. Celtic against Motherwell? Yeah, Motherwell have done really well. I know there's a couple of off results, yeah. but I, th- I still expect Celtic to just roll on. Mm. I think that you've seen them on Saturday, Paul. Forget their football, their work against the ball mm. and how quickly they win it back. Summed up with Kyogo running 70, 80 yards back to the, the full-back area to win a tackle in the first half. And it could have been six or seven in the first half. And Aberdeen Rangers on Sunday... I'll go for Rangers. I think Rangers have just got that wee bit between their teeth and now, and I think Rangers will, will maybe bring Barry's run to an end. Thanks, the big two. It's been good to have you both on tonight. Thanks for joining Pleasure. us. Thanks to everyone who sent in messages and who called in. We appreciate it. Uh, coming up next, it's Joe Day. We're back tomorrow at five with Stephen and Mark. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.